Hello, and welcome back to Fan Critical and our coverage of The Walking Dead. Ooh. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is an especially exciting episode for a number of reasons. Firstly, because I am joined by that booing noise, that's mm. John. Yeah. Swore he'd never do Walking Dead again, so welcome yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, Len should be doing this, really. Like, I mean, he should, shouldn't he? We'll I, I already that. do the worst in Netflix, um, <laughs> and I know it's not time for the advert just yet, but doing this again... After season seven, I was, I was, I was done. Oh well, I managed to bribe you back in. Mm, yeah. Don't really know what with, to and, be honest, but you're here anyway. And talking of bribing people to join this podcast, indeed, it's secondly uh, particularly exciting because we've got an awesome special guest on today's episode. So one of our very loyal patrons, patrons, patreons, Patreon. Uh, ben is guest starring on this week's episode with us all the way from down under. Welcome, Ben. How how does it feel to be a, a temporary fan critical member for the day? Hello, yeah, no, it's uh, pretty good, pretty awesome, um, yeah, looking looking forward to it, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, uh, well, we'll I see. mean, it might be awful, it's <laughs> The Walking Dead. Might, might be terrible, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really good to have somebody a little bit different with us, um, with uh, potentially some different opinions, so we'll uh, we'll be able to get a little bit of a feel for what, what you think about The Walking Dead, seeing as this is what you chose to guest on, my mm, friend. Awesome, yeah. Um, you can hear more about what you, uh, what you need to do to be just like Ben and join us on an episode of Fan Critical. Uh, but on to the reason that we're all here. So season 10 of The Walking Dead is finally back. Mm. Uh, episode 1 is out, the lines or lines we cross, yep. uh, and we are here to cover it. Um, so here's how the podcast is going to go. We'll have a chance to go through our overall thoughts and blueberries, uh, and then we're going to go through the episode proper, discussing each individual section. Uh, thank you, Kangas, for giving me a really nice structure to yeah. use. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Uh, and then we'll have a little bit of comic corner at the end of the episode with John. Cause yeah, just a little bit. Len couldn't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to yeah. get up. Went out last night. He's hungover. Couldn't be bothered to get up and do the podcast. Yeah, correct. So first up, uh, as you out as you are our special guest, Ben, uh, can you tell us what you thought of the first episode of this new season, and maybe give us a bit of a background uh, of of what you what you like uh, or love or hate about The Walking Dead? Sure, sure thing. Yeah. Well, um. I mean, for me, it, it's my favorite show. I, I'm not saying it's like, you know, the best show ever, but uh, I love it. Um, it's great. Mm. It's definitely, you know, ha- had its ups and downs, um, you know, especially season seven and eight, big big downhill. But um, yeah, it's it's been doing pretty well so far. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so season 10 seems to be uh, pretty consistent so far with, with the last season in, in picking it back up, especially after Rick left. Who would have thought that they'd be able to actually make it better mm. after that? But yeah, nah, seem to be doing a good job yeah. so far. Yeah, I mean, totally agreed. Season seven and eight were, uh, I mean, as John said rightly trash. at the beginning, <laughs> yeah, trash, trash, basic trash. Well, um, literally as literally well. Literally trash. Mm. Yep. Yeah, actual yeah. bin people. Trash people, yeah. Um, but the second half of season nine was amazing. It was right back to, like, what we really loved about it. Mm. Um, and, you know, bef- I'm not going to dive in on your feedback, but what did you think about this this first episode? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. Eh? It wasn't, like, perfect. It wasn't anything mind-blowingly different or crazy, but, um, yeah, no, nice and um, consistent. It did the job of setting up the season well, set up some good themes and... Um, yeah, I think it and I think it moved pretty quickly. Had some, you know, good good action and everything kept it all going. So yeah, um, it, it's kind of hard to say at this stage, but looking forward to seeing where they go from here and and the stuff that it's set up, whether it's going to sort of pay it off well or not. But yeah, good opener for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, agreed. And yeah, I'll give a bit more thought on that uh, a little bit later on. But uh, yeah. now it's time for the blueberries. So right. for anyone who hasn't listened to us before, welcome to Fan Critical. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, but here is a little explanation of the blueberry score. It's very simple. Zero is the worst. Five is the best. And mm. there can be no halves. So no half bloobs. No half bloobs. Never. Nonsense. Mm. Uh, so Ben, what would you score episode one, Lines We Cross? Uh, solid three for me, yeah. Just sort of, you know, right, right in the middle had some really stupid stuff, but uh, for the most part, it was it was <laughs> nice and good and consistent. But um, yeah, no, good, mm. good, solid episode all it's round. Not, Just nothing groundbreaking. No, not bad for an opening episode. Average score for something like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, John, what did you think? Tell us your thoughts and bloobs. <clears throat> um, yeah, look, I, I. I <laughs> It's it's a bit of a miracle that um, the Walking Dead has, has kind of turned it around um, uh, after the back end of, of season nine, and I guess I uh, I actually quite was looking forward to to this first episode. Um, I did watch it very early hours of of today. Yeah, me too. Uh, and that might have have kind of killed my um, not my enthusiasm, but I I was certainly distracted at points. There were some points that I just thought were terrible, um, <laughs> uh, but all in all, a fairly decent um, setter uh, of the season. Um, I'm intrigued to see where uh, the relationships are, are, are going to go. I think they've hinted at a fair few new ones. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I agree uh, with Ben. I'd I'd give it a three bloobs out of five. Um, okay. I was tempted to go two because of one scene. Um, I think I know what you're talking we'll talk about. about <laughs> but um, but we'll, uh, we'll 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 go into that later on. Okay, I'm going to hold my thoughts about what I think that scene might be. Mm. Um, I love this opener. I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, it was really nicely done. I liked the kind of theme running through it. Um, that was connecting all of the storylines. Yep. I thought there were some really cool set pieces in there as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, possibly. It's a Nicotera episode, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know I love a Nicotera episode mm. and um, you can you can tell that uh, from a mile off looking at this. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. And actually, when I first switched it on, I was like, oh, it's like 7am on a Sunday. This is horrific. <laughs> um, and then I remembered why I bloody love The Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm actually going to give it a four bloob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, Solid. someone's got to be positive about The Walking Dead. And yeah. it is me. Yeah, look, you know, if you, if you enjoyed it, fair, fair dues. This is not a lentatorship. <laughs> All right? I'm allowed my opinion. Yeah, that is true. Um, but there are lots of lots of things throughout the episode that, that's obviously um, we're going to talk about in, in a bit more detail. But before we get to that episode breakdown, it's time for a little advert break. Hmm. Hello, it's the time where we hawk our wares to you. Uh, hawk our wares? Hawk our wares, yes. Okay. Look, you know, British and that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so if you are enjoying what you're hearing so far, then um, then we do loads of other content as well, not just The Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, lately, we have been covering Mindhunter, the Netflix original, fantastic season two. Mm. John and Gareth are doing the worst of Netflix. They yep. trawl through Netflix. Mm. To watch the things that make your eyes bleed so you don't have to. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Well, we try. We do try. 
You do try. Um, we are uh, just coming up to the coverage of uh, second season of Castle Rock, which is really yep. exciting. Mm. Uh, so Len and I have reviewed the uh, the mini trailer and the, the full trailer. And uh, I've been set a reading list, not only by Len, but also by some people who listen to us. Uh, so it's going to be a busy, busy, a very busy few weeks <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, we have literally just been to see Joker. And we are going to be recording on that today. So yeah. look out for that new podcast coming out next week. Lots mm. of really good opinions. Um, <laughs> to, to be had later. Yeah. Leave off, it's early. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you do like what we're doing, then you can follow us on all of our social media. So we are at FanCriticalPod on Twitter, Fan mm. underscore Critical on Instagram, and FanCritical on Facebook. If you really like what we're doing, then you can support us on Patreon. Mm. Super exciting. Yeah. Uh, so patreon.com slash FanCritical. Uh, anything from uh, a junior blueberry right the, right the way up to a senior blueberry. Mm. Uh, just like our guest today, Ben. Yeah. Who has uh, who's joined us as a special guest and, and commissioned a podcast? Yeah, senior blueberry. So you know, yeah, yeah. senior blueberry. There you go. Check you <laughs> out. I've been called a senior. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, so yeah, do do check that out. And if you've got any uh, any spare bucks, then uh, chuck them our way so we can keep making amazing content for you. Uh, but for now, it's time to get back to The Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, right, so this episode has got a brilliant structure and I'm going to use that because I'm lazy. Yeah. Uh, so we open up with uh, Judith having a little chat away, narrating our, our opening scenes on the radio. Mm. Um Judith was one of our our favourites from last season, right? She's all right. Oh, I think she's pretty cool. Ben, what do you think about Judith as a, a character and a, a a little powerhouse of an actress? Yeah, no, she's done an awesome job, eh? I mean, there's yeah, it's hard to get unless you're Game of Thrones or whatever. It's hard to get good kid actors who don't just ruin the whole thing. But um, yeah, no, she's <laughs> done an awesome job. Looks like Chandler Riggs as far as yeah that goes. But um, yeah, yeah. no, she's she's been yeah, pretty good, good for the most part. And yeah. Oh, she's awesome. I just—it's just the uh, the marketing. Some of it, I'm not a big fan of some of the stuff they're doing with her on Instagram and all that. Um, there's some like kind of cheesy stuff there, but in, in the actual show, she's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I try to avoid getting involved in yeah. too much of what they do outside of it, like that. Oh, good it gets call. Liar! You've been to Walker Stalker Con. For that is sakes. different. That is a hundred percent different. All you right. spent five hundred pounds to fucking meet people. That's not that's not the accurate. Please amount. hug me. Yeah, Look, I mean it was Jeffrey close Dean to Morgan that's where all the Patreon me. money's going on. Your fucking obsession. I with... didn't go this year. It was... Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um no, I think she's great. I I really like Judith and I think that she's obviously underpinning um, you know, where does the new society go? The children are the future. Mm. Uh, and and I really like that. The other thing that we get in this this opening set of scenes is uh, a satellite. Yeah. falling out of space mm. through the atmosphere. Yeah, which I thought it was the wrong show when it started. Eh? What's going on? <laughs> I was really confused yeah. because um, I, I was watching it and I was like, um, have I gone onto the wrong street? Yeah, I, I don't baffling. know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but actually, the, this is the, the the common theme throughout the episode. And I mentioned this when we were talking about kind of overall thoughts, that this is in every section and it, it pulls in all of the different character line mm. stories and, and obviously it could be incredibly important. Yeah. Um, but it was a bit confusing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going on, um, but I was, uh, I was genuinely intrigued um, and we'll talk more in, I guess, 
Comic Corner as to why I was intrigued, but that's one of my mm. questions for Comic Corner. Mm. I am, um, and also I suppose get it's a disappointing answer. But. <laughs> I suppose it's something that um, we haven't really considered yet. Is you know what what happens to all of the stuff that's left behind? Mm. You know, if the bloody like space station falls onto Earth, that's gonna that's gonna <laughs> fuck everyone up massively, isn't it? Yeah. Same with yeah. the ships as well. It's cool how they tied that into the sort of ships yeah, washing yeah. up on shore and all that sort of tying in. Yeah, that was cool. Mm, very. So um, then we get now, and I'll ask your opinions on this in a second, gentlemen. So keep it to yourself for now. Mm. Uh, then we get the first of our uh, black screen, white text uh, title mm. sequences, essentially. Mm. Oh, I, I think there's an opinion there from Ben. <laughs> uh, the, the first one is Training Day. And I was like, wait a minute, am I on another film now? Like, what's happening? Yeah. First, I'm in space. Now we're in Training Day. Mm. This is very confusing. Um, ben, you clearly have an opinion about, about this structure. Tell us about it. Yeah. Oh well. No. Never loved them. They. They seem to just pick random episodes. They'll just chuck these titles in, and um, <laughs> yeah, they're always completely random. But um, yeah. I mean, it didn't ruin the episode or anything. But yeah, they, you could have just not had them in there at all. It would have worked fine. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I. I. Yeah. I think you're right there. There are. There have been random episodes where stylistically they'll decide that they want to do something different and they just do it for one right? mm, yeah, yeah i get what you guys mean yeah. um i uh, i was a bit like what's the point in this what's the point in it they don't, they don't need to yeah. do it um it didn't add anything i mean okay it's good for you to structure really your podcast fucking hell but um <laughs> yeah it's just a bit it's a bit weird Really weird. It's um, it felt like a very different show mm. actually because of this, and yeah. um, I think we had this in the first half of season nine. They did a couple of episodes like that that were a bit odd. Mm. Um, I I didn't mind it either way. I did really enjoy the fact that it helped my notes for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but training day, we're we're gonna use them. Um, and and we're so we're back at the beach, uh, at oceanside, and um, we've got so, an army formation, mm. uh, going on here. And they're, uh, they're they're running a a mission, shall we say, to empty a ship uh, that's full of walkers. Mm. I I really like this. I thought this was really cool. So you've got like all the guys at the front with big shields, and yeah. then you know duck down spears, duck down arrows. Mm. Ezekiel and Jerry uh, opening and closing the door, letting the walkers out bit by bit, so that we can we can take them out, and then obviously see if there's anything useful in the ship. Yeah. Um, John, what did you think of this set piece? Um, I think it was. I can un- I can understand why they would want to be training everyone up, but it's like everyone that we saw fighting is uh, are people that are capable anyway. Yeah. So I was, I was mm. kind of uh, that baffled me a little bit. Like if uh, I, I'd imagine Daryl could have emptied that ship on his own, for example. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's like it's Daryl. Uh, they don't seem under threat at all. Um, I think it's smart to obviously keep training. Um, and obviously, uh, I guess the the choice to show them as this kind of organised fighting group will tell you that they've not been uh, massively like affected by the fucking heads on spikes. Yeah, you know they're but obviously they they still are, but they're they're still fighting and, and moving on. Um, I like the fact that they've got like slicker. Yeah, you know we haven't really seen them that kind of military formation yeah. way before. And, and I think, yeah, yes, it's a good point. It would be great if you had some some other fighters. But you've got Judith, who's in there, kicking ass. But why, though? 
What, why would you let a little girl wander off with a samurai sword? She's like, Rick Grimes' daughter. I know, Allegedly. but it's not it's not sensible, is it? You've got this zombie coming out of the sea. I mean, what was was that an anchor that was in him or something? Like, I don't know. That was awful. Yeah, it was rank. Really but, awful. You know, why would you send a little girl up on her own to deal with that zombie? Well, it's she's... just... It's silly, isn't it? It's Judith Grimes, come on. I know, but again, with a samurai sword as well. (laughs) You know how hard they are to wield. Yeah, she's super strong. Yeah. Uh, Ben, what do you think of this? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, you should have had all the useless people at the front if you're actually trying to train them because all the the people they had on the front lines already know what they're doing anyway. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. (laughs) Good to see them actually trying and... And making an effort, though, for, you know, whenever a war or something does happen, they'll actually know what they're doing rather than just, yeah, running around like mad. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. yeah good and bad. It, it, it was cheesy, but yeah, it did the job of just, you know, a bit of action, a <laughs> bit of setting up the characters. Yeah. It's, ex- it, it's, um, it's acceptable to start a season like that. That's um, it, yeah. Although there was one shot of Michonne like slicing the heads off a pile of walkers in in uh, slow motion, and there was yeah, that was really obvious CGI. At least to me, I don't yeah, know if I said that to you guys, <laughs> yeah. but the yeah, way that, yeah, no, the, way the blood the splattered, it was just yeah, it was, it was yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah CGI I, I get blood. where you guys are coming from, but you do you've got to you've got to allow them to remind us immediately how good this group of people are, and I, you mm. know I liked it. And then, well, so after this, we get back to to the Oceanside camp, right, and. Uh, uh, whoever the hell Jules is, she's appeared out of nowhere. Yep. She's having a little flirt mm. with Luke. Yeah, oh, yeah. Quite funny. Are you flirting with me? Yes, me too. Yeah, I was actually flirting there as well, if you didn't, if if you didn't hadn't, clock on. hadn't noticed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkward. He's lost some weight. He has. Also, why is he wearing a blazer? Oh, I did think that. Any opinions I... on the blazer from the group here? Please just shout them out. I, look, I mean, he's obviously, he, he's flirting, so he wants to look good. But but he's always wearing the blazer now. Yeah, that's true. Like, come on. Like, how does it stay <laughs> tidy? the apocalypse, man. Where's Where something... he got it from? <laughs> it's not functional. Yeah, it isn't functional at all. It doesn't um, even look that good. Well, all right, having a go. He looks all right. Well, he's lost some weight. He's making an effort. He's flirting. At least he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's giving it a go. I actually, I quite like Luke. I think he's quite funny. Well, clearly not. Well, no, I just don't like his he blazer. He looks a mess, man. You look that's what you said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so maybe that will go somewhere. Maybe that's just an amusing little piece for us. Ah, uh, she'll be dead next episode. Probably. I, mean, I don't even know who Jules is, to be mm. honest. Yeah. And if she is a major character, I've forgotten. I apologise, everyone. Uh, then we get a, kind of a walkthrough chat with with Daryl and Michonne. You can you can really tell that they are like the the I want to say linchpins. Is that what I mean? Yeah. Of of this society, because mm. um, Ezekiel seems to have sort of got a bit wet. Well, he's been at the beach, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, um, and then, actually, at some point, there is a, a very kind of, and you get a few of these through the episode, um, a couple of really like casual mentions of Maggie, mm. which which is really interesting. And later on, they talk about, you know, uh, Daryl talks about he, he agrees with, with the work that she's doing with Georgie and, and stuff like that. But, um, Ben, what do you think about the, mm. the Maggie sitch, given the news that came out this week? Yeah, no, it's good that they're at least sort of keeping it in our minds. They're not, yeah, just completely forgetting about it. Like, what was it? Mm. Heath or whoever was that other guy who just disappeared <laughs> and they never even mentioned him? 
Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah obviously, <laughs> obviously, with maggots, because they're not doing that. But um, yeah, and and they have they did say this week they're um getting her back soon. So so that'll be good. But good they're at least keeping it mentioned and keeping her in there. Mm. Yeah. No, agreed. And I'd like to see more of Maggie. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've, she was mm. a great character. Really missed her, and you know, she she had so much impact on so many people. Um, plus, I want to know what the hell she's been up to. Well fictionally been up to while she's mm. been gone over with uh, with Georgie. Um, so then just before we get to the credits update, um, the kids, they've been, you know, picking up stuff off the beach, That's starfish, grim, though, and uh, RJ, little RJ, tips out his bucket, and Judi- <laughs> little Judith's face, oh my days, like, <laughs> all of a sudden in there, there's a whisperer mask, yeah. and her face just literally drops, yeah. and, uh, and you are reminded very much that that is the big bad that we are following, mm. um, Alpha and, and her fucking gross skin-wearing whisperers, Ugh, makes me mm. feel sick, um, and, and obviously that then kind of kicks off the part of the theme of this episode. Yeah. Um, ben, what did you, did you expect us to get that mention or that kind of fear of the Whisperers back so quickly in this episode or, or was it a bit of a surprise? Oh, not, not in the same way, but um, yeah, I mean, they had to set it up again at some point. Um, yeah, and, and I think they did it fairly well in showing, you know, everyone's, everyone's reactions um, of... Yeah, showing how the time has passed and they haven't actually seen any of the whispers for a while was um yeah, yeah a, a good way to set that up and just the sort of theme of paranoia and and just this fear of what could happen and what what could be out there but not knowing where it is or where it's coming from is um yeah they did it pretty well but yeah mm. just well, wasn't expecting it to be in a bucket full of shells but there you go. <laughs> also, why has RJ picked that up? What? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, that's quite cool, isn't it? I mean, does he understand what? He probably doesn't understand. No. How old is he meant to be? Seventeen. Oh, no, okay. I don't know. I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but six or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Something like that. But I, I liked it, like the the juxtaposition between you know trying to be normal kids, and then mm. it's like, well, it's you, you never going to be. Yeah, you're never going to be normal again. It's it's fucked, man. You go to the beach to pick shells and suddenly you've picked up someone's face. <laughs> right, it's, uh, oh, crap. It's just, yeah, that's just how it goes, unfortunately. Oh, it's so cool. I put it on my wall. I can't believe he wasn't wearing it. That would have been better if he was running around wearing the mask. <laughs> that would have been You're so... Like, oh, no. <laughs> that would have been hey, horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Um, <laughs> RJ! RJ, take it off! Take it yeah. off! Yeah. Mm. Um, so then credits roll there's a few bits in there that are updated you've got your, your helicopter and heads on spikes heads on spikes bridge bridge yeah all of that stuff updating from last season nice mm. sweet so then we go to mm. our uh, our second uh, black screen entitled skin mm. yeah inventive that <laughs> yeah yeah um, so obviously after the, the discovery of the face in the bucket of shells, um, they're radioing the, the news that the whispers potentially have been nearby, but they're not really sure, you know, has it been because the storms just washed it up? Have they actually been close? Have they mm. been on, you know, over their borders, so to speak? And Aaron's getting a bit over panicky here. Yeah. I mean, I understand why, but, yeah, correct. you know, uh, Michonne, Michonne sort of shoots him down and says, we're not going to panic. We're not going to shut everything on lockdown. There's no need for that yeah, yet. Yeah, chill out. But don't worry about it. Nothing come bad on, mate, ever happens. Be fine. Me and my sword. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so then fine. they take a group to go and explore and, and 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 check out whether you know there's any sign of the whispers anywhere. So you've got mm. uh, Magna and Yumiko. 
Michonne and Aaron, a couple of others, all go off on horseback. And uh, so they all go Olden, off on horseback. They go and... there? Yeah, maybe Alden and Luke. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was. Yeah. We didn't really see much of them. We didn't really focus on, on their journey. So the six of them go off. They all split off to go and investigate on horses. And, and this is where we get some really interesting um, conversations. And oh, well, I don't know about you guys, but we've got Aaron and Michonne. Mm. They're uh, the wandering way. And, and Aaron's like, I've got to ask you this. You know, are, are we the good guys? Which is a question that, that we all ask about... <laughs> the apocalypse just us in general just us three people oh, here on the microphone am mm. i a good guy i don't yeah. know no but in 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 the show it is something that comes up quite a lot and negan mentioned it last season you know you always think you're the good guys whereas so do the bad guys on the other side you know mm. you're all fighting for each other and you think you're doing the good things um what what did what did you guys think about this this conversation well okay so it baffles me that that he would take that stance. That made more sense when they were fighting. Um, Negan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bearing in mind that they they were the guys that went in there and just killed loads of people whilst they slept to start the whole <laughs> yeah. war in the first place. Like that, it made more sense to ask that question then rather than now, where you've got <laughs> a group of people that are wearing the dead skin of other people. Yeah. Uh, constantly attacking them um and they've just killed loads of their mates and put their heads on spikes like i I think it's fairly obvious who the good guys and the bad guys are i no, i definitely i thought this was a bit forced Mm. um i just don't understand the the point of that conversation now well i think you know later on in this this kind of set of scenes and um you know we get to the bridge aaron seems to be having a bit of a meltdown Mm. at the moment um you know and they're talking a lot about the budget rick the truce, the border, budget Rick. Yeah. Um, a lot of bringing back memories of Rick being, you know, lost in that fight on the bridge in whatever manner. Lots of mentions of Rick in this episode. Lots and lots of mentions mm. of Rick. Um, and, and I think this was this was a slightly clumsy way or clunky way of, of trying to um, tell the story of, of Aaron's doubts and, and kind of... Mm. lack of confidence i think in yeah. what what they're doing or what they should be doing ben what did you what did you feel about this bit yeah no that that's true i um good like it, it's it's an interesting enough dilemma but kind of came at the wrong time um but, i mean mm-hmm. i guess after 10 seasons or so you're kind of you're starting to run out of interesting <laughs> moral dilemmas to to chuck in there so i mean yeah it yeah. could have been worse but um yeah, just probably would have been better at another time, maybe. But um, at least they had uh, like real horses for this one while they were talking compared to the to last season's <laughs> premiere with um, I'd forgotten with Ezekiel about that. That's and Carol. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> that just stood out to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, the horses look alright, even if the dialogue's not the best. Yeah. <laughs> um so after this this bit on the bridge and you know and again lots of mentions of rick um that it kind of seems like a bit of a fruitless search and then yumiko and magna radio three so they found something um and they all go and you know liaise together they found a campsite uh which doesn't really seem like anything then they find mm. a bunch of bodies um and then we find a full skin so we know that one of the whisperers has crossed the border and basically just skinned a load of randomers yeah i've got questions here First, I'd like to know who these people mm. are. How, how have we had random people camping like round the corner? We don't know they're there. Mm. And B, if you're going to skin a walker, why have you left the skin? Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. 
Um, well, that was the first thing I thought. Like, if you're going to do it, take take it. Take the skin. Well, look, you know, maybe it's... Um, maybe it's not the Whisperers. Maybe it's someone plant, planting it there to try and start up a war because they want to fight the Whisperers. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. That's a good point. Makes more sense, doesn't it? Because you know there's mm. discontent. You know, you know there's... You know, there's people there. I mean, hey, hey it might have been um, uh, Budget Rick. He might have done it. Budget Rick. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron, mm-hmm. yeah. He might have done it. You've got to stop calling him Budget Rick, man. Sorry, yeah, but he is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we know he is. Come on. Yeah. You know, he's lost a hand. Um, he's grown a beard. Which, yeah, he's grown a beard. He does look like Rick in the comics. So. Poor old Budget Rick. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting. That's an interesting perspective, actually. I hadn't thought about that. So um, let's let's put a pin in that one. Mm. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, then we flip back to Oceanside, and um, Judith is telling RJ the story of the brave man yeah. on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michonne's reaction to this was hilarious. Uh, when she was like, oh, no, I must listen. I've got to go really quietly and creep up with my children who were telling a story about yeah, my yeah. dead husband, allegedly dead husband. Mm. Um, uh, some of this was quite sweet. Uh, you know, she she talks about how he lives inside our hearts and makes us brave too. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Very Lion King. It is very Lion King. Mm. Ben, what did you... Um, did you enjoy the story of the brave man? Oh, yeah, it was all right. Um, we were saying, um, yeah, with Judith, her acting's all right. I mean... RJ's like what six or whatever, so you can't you can't blame him. But he always just completely pulls me out of it whenever he's in the scene. Like, like his reaction, he sounds like a robot or something. It's, we'll come yeah. back someday, like the walkers. And it, just the way he talks is so strange. Yeah. <laughs> but um, aside from that, yeah, it was it was all right. I don't, I don't know why yeah. they why they're not saying dad or, or rick or whatever like are they trying to keep it a secret or, or what's going on there but um but yeah it was all right aside from that mm. well, i don't know because i don't know if rj knows anything quite frankly i mean he's picking up faces off the beach for a start nothing wrong with that i do that <laughs> if i was a kid that makes more sense yeah i've and seen again, pictures of you as should, a kid terrifying well yeah but again he should have been running around with that mask on um <laughs> this kid needs to be kept away from everything uh, dialogue <laughs> He's really bad, isn't he? he? Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's, again, yeah. he's, he's a little kid, so... It's not know. great. And, no, Especially just, when you're juxtaposed with Judith, who is really good. I mean, um, she's okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I like it, she's cute. Anyway, yeah. so this is then, like, pierced through, literally, with uh, what looks like a massive comet flying through the atmosphere. Mm. Um, it's a meteor. Is it a meteor shower? No, yeah. it's it's a it's a satellite. It's a zombie! Um, and... <laughs> Obviously, everyone's like, what the fuck? This is mental. Mm. Um, and then we fade to black. Yeah. Well, we switch to black. Uh, to a, t- scene, a set of scenes entitled Bird Wisdom. Yeah. Which <laughs> made no sense to me. Yeah. Um, even when it was explained, still made no sense to me, quite frankly. Um, so we go back to that conversation about the whispers over the radio. Um, and then we get to uh, Eugene and, uh, and Rosita. Mm. Now... Mm. I don't care what you two thought of this because I have an assumption that you might have hated it. I fucking love this. I thought everything in this was terrible. Everything in that house is terrible. Hilarious. So, for a start, Rosita's just mental kicking and punching a punching bag. Why? Keeping fit. And uh, for some reason, Eugene just just taking care of the baby. Why is he taking care of the baby? I don't know. He's he's measuring the baby. Well, yeah, I mean, that's probably a good thing to do (laughs) in, in the absence of a full time 
doctor. They've or... got two doctors. Well, okay. I mean, but one of them's, he's fucking having... The father of the baby. Yeah, PTSD or, or whatever. Well, yeah, we'll get but, on to that. Um, I don't understand it. At one point, I, when I was watching it, I was like, who's the dad again? I, I couldn't remember. I had the remember. exact same thing, and it was only when Sadiq had the baby that I was like, And then like, I was oh, like, all oh, three of them sleeping with her? I can't remember. Because it's like... No, she's... I think she was sleeping with Sadiq and Gaby for, for, for no logical reasons anywhere. And Eugene's just watching, is he? Eugene's just in love. Wanking yeah. in the corner. <laughs> so, sorry, Ben, this will, this will fall down into disgusting this in a bit. Um, I thought this was hilarious. I really liked it. And it was that... Sometimes The Walking Dead does that levity quite well. And, and I think it is a ridiculous situation anyway, because... I mean, it just makes no sense. Mm. The the baby will only stop crying if you play weird music. Rosita seems to give <laughs> no shits about the baby whatsoever. She doesn't care. She no. doesn't care at all. I don't all. even think it's hers. Probably not. No. Probably not even her baby. No. Um, and Eugene is just treating it like a science experiment, which is just, like, hilarious. But, mm. um, Ben, did you also forget who was the father of the baby? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean... Why? Why is Eugene even there? Like, he sure he's so he's weird. got a thing for Rosita, but why was she letting him uh, play around with the baby? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that whole scene just almost single handedly took it down a whole bloop for me. Like, just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it was dreadful. I knew that was the one. Was was, was it as oh, bad as brilliant. the um the happiness chart last season? Or yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm struggling to pick which was worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just so poor. I don't really understand what they were going for. I'm assuming it's supposed to be like charming and cute, and mm. it's just weird. It's well, just like, I get left him it. out of that house. Why is he obsessed with this baby? Well, you know. Why would you be obsessed and... with a baby of a woman that won't sleep with you, but will seemingly sleep with everyone else? <laughs> When you put it that way, actually, poor Eugene. Just, poor fucking Eugene, man. Yeah. He seems really Josh McDermott's eyes, he's just like, you, know, you look at him and he's just reading these lines and you just go, you don't want to be reading that, do you? He <laughs> 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 really yeah. looks like he's just tired of it. Yeah. Oh, bless. Um, so then we flip to uh, to the school. Lydia's learning to read. Mm. She's, um, she's getting a bit frustrated because, you know, she's... The word receive. Yeah, she's like 17 and mm. hasn't been taught to read because she's been brought up in a fucking whisperer society mm. um and uh, and then everyone comes in and goes we need the room um and it's like okay cool yeah um so obviously they're they're talking about the whisperers etc and then could they have done that somewhere else definitely could have done that somewhere else probably could have the... had that meeting in the room they're in with the radio to yeah. be honest yeah unnecessary yeah. um but what it does is it allows us to then uh put lydia and negan together yeah so lydia's outside she's playing with a stick <laughs> practicing with a stick yeah uh, and Nigi's just you know tending some tomatoes yeah in his little prison suit I don't really know what's happening here mm. um, Lydia looks like she's uh, she's getting pretty kick ass mm. but she's fucking pissed off yeah totally pissed off uh, Negan though God love that man he I mean not Negan the character I mean Jeffrey Dean Morgan but um, no Negan as well he's brilliant and, and I'm kind of there's a part of me that wants to go can you guys just just let him off now you're wasting resource by having someone just standing there with a spear guarding him while he fucking picks tomatoes mm. um, it, Ben what do you what, what's your opinion on Negan yeah no he, he's he's getting pretty good um yeah, I mean, I mean uh, they referenced it later as far as having the guy there being just more for show than anything, just to you know make people feel safe, which is fair enough. Yeah. But um, mm. yeah, no, he's he, he's doing well. He's 
yeah, he's definitely probably, I don't know, you'd say he's the A-list actor or at least one of the A-list actors of of the show. Yeah, Whenever he's on screen, he's just like sucks you right in. And um, yeah, no, it's awesome. Mm. It's him and Lydia, great dynamic. So yeah, that's mm. good. Yeah, agreed actually. Yeah. When is this show going to make use of one of the only A-list actors that they have? Because mm. it's clear that he he seems to be on the, the the precipice, the cusp of becoming one of the leading players in the show. But well, he's being made use of. He's he's tending tomatoes. He's doing the tomato stuff. Fine, yeah. I don't like tomatoes. At least he wasn't picking strawberries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine we'll get there um, soon enough. Yeah. I, I I wonder I wonder when it will happen. Will, will it will it finally be in the next couple of episodes that it goes all well? Because it felt towards the end of in fact in the last episode of season nine it felt like we were almost <clears throat> getting there with the conversation with Michonne, didn't it? Like, mm. um, I mean, it's, we're only one episode in, so hopefully, hopefully that that does happen. Um, I'm gonna slightly skip timing actually while we're talking about Negan um, in this scene. So obviously we're getting back to his cell. Mm. Um, poor fucker's got a bedpan in there. Yeah. Just you know, he had a, well, at least it's better than the bucket. Yeah. Um, so Gaby comes to visit, and uh, and, and Negan basically said it, it, it's starting. Um, you know, we're back to the us and them, and yeah. and this that, and the other. And and, and I, you, you're right. When he's on screen, he is fantastic, especially next to Gabe, <laughs> who that eye just wear a patch. Yeah, it's yeah. awful, isn't it? Yeah, it is awful. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you guys think the point of this scene was apart from the kind of us and them bit? Because it felt a bit contrived, I thought. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, Ben. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I liked it enough how, how it sort of set up, especially Negan having having a bit of experience with what he's seen in, a, in his own community in the past, just of how, you know, fear changes the whole community and, um, and how people treat each other differently when there's this outside threat that just changes mm. your thinking. So um, I think that tied in pretty well with the sort of main theme they were setting up and yeah no, that, it worked well enough for me um did anyone understand bird wisdom I, that really confused me no no, no. Made no sense <laughs> nonsense straight over my head um okay so just before this uh sadiq is babysitting do we know the baby's name uh sadiq too I don't know. City star? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Baby. Eugene, the probably. <laughs> Eugene Jr. <laughs> Mini Eugene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I reckon this kid is going to be a genius. Yeah. Um, but clearly we, we realise here, and I, and I thought this was incredibly well done, um, that he has got some serious PTSD. Yeah. The flashbacks that he's starting to have to when he was captured um, by Alpha and, and the Whisperers. Um, and, and then the spider thing was just... Oh, and not even realising that baby's screaming. Mm. I thought he did it really well. This guy has nailed this, I think. Yeah, I hated it. Why? Because it was just too much. It's too, like, on the nose. Like, there's no build-up to it. It's like... And then, oh, my word. Uh, we'll talk about um, Dante more in uh, in Comic Corner. <laughs> Can we um, not? I don't, I don't really want to. No, he's he's a big character. Um, oh God! I was—I couldn't believe it when he said his name was Dante. I was like, "Oh my word, it's him!" Um, he was dreadful. Um, <laughs> and the weird bit, yeah, and the weird bit where, like, he was like, "Why are you, why are you staring at my mouth? Like, do you want to kiss me?" I'm like, "What the fuck is this dialogue?" Yeah, to be fair, that was awkward <laughs> as fuck. It's just so weird, isn't it? Like, was that worse that or the 
anytime man or should I say anytime God? Yeah. <laughs> like, Why does he this? keep saying that? We're like gods. Yeah, it was a bit fucking weird. Go that away, that mate. bit was weird, but yeah. the rest of it, I thought. I thought the PTSD stuff was really good. Um, that was awful. I, I agree. I'll allow you to have that. Oh man, I, I just. Ugh. Is this cl- sickening? Do you think this is going to be a continual thing, or do you think they're just going to leave it at that? Um, do you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought he was going to kill himself. Really? Yeah. Fuck. In this episode, That's just dark. at the end. Well, it is dark, yeah, but that's that's where I thought it was going. Wow, okay. Wow. Not, not to drag mm. down, <laughs> but, you know, that's... <laughs> um, yeah. Right, well, uh, and that's see you later. i more <laughs> tempted after talking to Dante than from the PTSD. <laughs> yeah, who's this guy? Who is this weird man? <laughs> no, don't kill yourself with gods. Yeah. Um, well, spe- speaking of gods, or, uh, or, or our next titled sequence, Sea Dogs... Oh, oh yeah. Seamless segue oh, that. Yeah. Uh, so, a bunch of the, the gang from Oceanside and, and various other people are pulling in some nets from the sea, and uh, we suddenly realise that Kelly is is losing her hearing as well. Mm. Um, so Connie's sister. Yeah. And and I thought this was really really well done. Mm. So she's obviously being spoken to she can't hear it because she's about to trip over something and then she's she's talking to connie about how if there's lots of noise or things happening she can't tell if people are talking to her and you know i have that issue sometimes but i'm not i'm not going down (laughs) not funny um and and there is this really great conversation that happens between them signing about like you know it's 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 not a disease it's not a detriment it's a gift and Mm. i'll help you through it it's a superpower it's a superpower Mm. um but at the same time no it's definitely not (laughs) um but at the same time all of the sound is kind of muted and slightly kind of underwatery while the scene is happening yeah which i thought was really really well done yeah and and an interesting new dynamic um, to, to build into the show, you know, mm. what happens when you lose your hearing and your sight and all those kinds of things when yeah. you've not had it. Um, ben, what do you think about Kelly and Connie? Yeah, no, I thought, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, they, they did it really well. I'm, I'm curious as to um, how much that plays into the actor as well because I know she's at least uh, partially deaf or ha- has some sort of hearing challenge but not completely deaf when it comes to uh, Kelly's actor. But... Um, yeah, no, they they did oh, it tastefully, and yeah, it was good. And I liked the uh, the the way it tied into Daryl as well. Going, you know, he's going to take care of you once if I'm deaf, and then Daryl walks in. Oh, what's going on here? Oh but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, well, that that's definitely worth bringing up. So obviously, um, Daryl and Dog appear. Dog yeah. goes straight for Connie. Really likes. I can't Connie. believe Dog's still alive at this point. Dog's uh, Dog's fucking awesome. Hmm. Yeah, Love he's dog. good, yeah. yeah. Love dog. Yeah, so towards the end of last season, we um we we got the uh, the kind of inklings that a relationship between Daryl and Connie um was was going to come up, and um and clearly this is this is developing. And you know, again, a, a bit of jumping around here, but Daryl is he's he's learning to sign. Yeah, he's got American sign language in his book in his back pocket, and yeah. he's doing quite mm, well. Signs in a southern accent. I I really like the two of them together. I think they're really sweet. Mm. I, I really just anyone for for Daryl at this point. Yeah. Anyone, poor old Daryl. Mm. He needs he needs a bit of loving. Mm. <laughs> and I don't mean it like that. Um, and and actually, it doesn't feel like it's an awkward setup either. I, I think actually, it it seems to work, and it's it's quite subtle and it's quite nicely done. I mean, Ben, what do you think about the potential Daryl and Connie relationship? Yeah, no, I love it. Eh? Yeah, I've been um, yeah keen for that since since they started hinting at it last season. But yeah, no, I think yeah. it 
it works it works well it's sort of yeah like you're saying it it doesn't just come out of nowhere and and that's daryl's character he doesn't love talking all that much anyway he's a pretty quiet guy mm. so hey perfect yeah. but perfect. um no they seem yeah. to get along and yeah um hopefully that'll that'll go ahead more i'm i'm keen for that i mm. hope they do it well um yeah it's all gonna end in tears Oh, I don't want it to end in tears. Everything's going to end in tears. It's a fucking zombie apocalypse, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of um, great relationships, we're uh, we're down at the we're down at the dock here. A ship ship arrives. Carol's back. Yeah, Carol. Um, pretty awkward for Ezekiel at this point. I felt really awkward for him. Well, Very I awkward. mean, he's just he was loitering there, wasn't he? He was, it was waiting. Cr- bit creepy, to be yeah. honest. I. Uh... <laughs> What are you doing here? I've, I've got, I've got to go, mate. Yeah. See ya. See ya. But, um, but then obviously Daryl and Carol are reunited. I thought this was lovely. Mm. Uh, they are just, they are so good together. They have fantastic chemistry. And Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride just, they click so well. Mm. And, um, and, and they're two of my favourite characters. Yeah. I, and I was just really excited to get them back together as a, mm. as a duo. And obviously the, the next scene actually, which we'll probably run through into, is, is all about that. Um. Were you excited, John? Get Carol back. Yeah, I mean, look, they're uh, they're the heavyweights, aren't they? Um, they are. Daryl and Carol. Um, it was. It's always cool to see them. It's always cool to see their dialogue. So, like, if you compare that to um, to the earlier conversation between uh, Michonne and, and Budget Rick, it, their conversation makes more sense. Like. I feel like we're always running away from one war and then straight into another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes more sense than are we the villains or are we the heroes and blah, blah, blah. Am I Superman? I don't know. Yeah. No, you're budget, Rick. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, actually, why don't we just, just move into to the next section, which is New Mexico, just mm. in case anyone cared. Um, so they've basically, Darren is saying to Carol, like, you know, <clears throat> why don't we just, why don't you come back? Yeah. Why don't you come back and stay? And she's like, well, why don't you come with me? Mm. Um, you know, fair point. He doesn't want to go and live on a boat. Um, but to be honest, why not? <laughs> I like, love why? boats. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, like... he's, he's, he likes to be out in the open, doesn't he, that Daryl? Wild well, and free. Well, I mean, you're out in the open on the ocean and you don't have to worry about a fucking zombie like just coming out. Yeah, and no zombie. They should all yeah. be living on cruise ships. A hundred percent. That's what I'll be doing. Mm. Right, okay. Now we've got a new plan for the apocalypse. Brilliant. I think that is how the season ends. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. Yeah, just on a cruise ship. Not Thomas Cook, though. Yeah. Okay, can okay, Um. So, it, well, Daryl says to Carol, you know, what, what do you want to do with the time that you're here? And she was like, and so basically she wants to go off and go on a, a motorbike ride and then mm. go kill some animals and zombies. Yeah, um, yeah. hunting. I. Thank you. <laughs> She wants to go hunting. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like killing animals for a laugh. Like, for food, man. Sustenance. <laughs> um, and I really, I really enjoyed this. Um, so Daryl is, is still very much about respecting the borders. He doesn't, you know, they shoot, yeah, correct. They shoot a deer um, and then it goes over and then the zombies come and he's like, that's it, it's lost, we can't go over there. And, mm. you know, he is correct. Um, what What did you think about um, Carol's reaction to that, Ben? Yeah, no, it was um, it, it was interesting. She definitely, um, yeah, doesn't. Oh well, not a fan of the border, which is fair enough. But then again, you know, you got to be sensible about it and not start something over a over a CG idea, which. Yeah, I mean, everyone talks about the CGI idea from season seven when we're talking about bad CGI, and then they do another one. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just don't know. 
<laughs> but um, um, yeah, no, it was um, uh, the scene played out well, and they they did it well. I, lo- I love the set and everything. They actually the road looks fantastic, but um, the the conversation mm. was it was interesting enough. Good to see two different sides of the argument and explained it, mm. set it up well for the audience as well. Mm. Well, and then that kind of leads back into you know, sorry if I pissed you off. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry you pissed me off too. And uh, I've written a great note here. Hilarious banter with the two of them, though. Beat friends bracelets jokes. Um, so Daryl said, Daryl has only ever really been that emotionally open with Carol. And he says, well, you know, you're, you're my best friend. I need my best friend here. Mm. Um, and they talk about, you know, running away and going to New Mexico and, and whatever. Yeah. And how, you know, they're very, very tired of tired of fighting and... Mm the the chemistry between them is just so well done uh, and i and i know i've said that already but i really just can't go over how good they are together. Well, i spent a lot of time together now yeah so huge amount of time and as they say you know they, they've been fighting uh, their whole lives not just through the apocalypse you mm. know fighting against one big bad or another whether it's an abusive husband a shitbag brother and you know a shitbag brother you'd rather have a shitbag brother than a zombie apocalypse though oh yeah i'm not saying that yeah uh, obviously, yeah, I, I, I would much rather that. Um, but but I I think that that's what that's what pulls them so so close together, and what makes them such great characters is that they are you know they've lived through adversity already, so they are survivors. Mm. Um, but you know, Daryl does say just basically he's just tired of fighting. It's, it's you know like you said, John, one fight to the next. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy the friendship bracelet, John? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I thought you would. I've, I've brought you one today, actually, uh, that I made from some some twine for you. Oh, cool, cool, man. Um, what, where, ben, where do you think the, What do you think is going to happen with Carol? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, hopefully, um, yeah, it, it seems at least, and especially um, from the ending scene, which I guess we'll get to later. But um, that they're sort of setting up her versus Alpha as as one of the big. Um, conflicts um which which is yeah very very fair and and that'll be good hopefully to see that just sort of crazy battle side of of carol again like um like in terminus and stuff like that um back in the Mm. day so yeah Yeah. hopefully they go they they at least do something interesting with them like don't want to see her just disappear on a boat again and and not come back till the end of the season but um yeah no it's good and and the the banter and and just the chemistry between the two was you know we haven't had that for a good few seasons now even last season they only had a couple of scenes together here and there but they were separate so yeah it's great to have them back together and yeah played out well Mm. yeah i think that's one of my favorite scenes actually yeah i'm surprised she's yeah definitely well, because it's a whole different ball game in the comics, mm. isn't it? But yeah. you know, she is she's pretty bloody awesome. Yeah. Apart from cookie breakdown, but you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> so the last two, the last two uh, title scenes that we have are lines we cross and embers, and I don't think it's important for us to split those into two. Um, so the uh, the satellite has landed yep. in the woods, mm-hmm. and it has started a fire, uh, which is obviously massively dangerous um, because fire spreads. Fire. Because it's fire. Yeah. Uh, because fire spreads and fire kills people and fire attracts walkers. Mm. They like the shiny, flamey. They hot. love it. Love it. Um, so the only problem here is that the the fire is over the border, set by Alpha. Um, but even though it's dangerous, it is necessary for them to do to go and put that fire out. Otherwise, it could jeopardise everybody, right? Mm. Um, and then obviously we see the satellite too. Uh, so they're managing this fire, and I thought this was really interesting. So they've got like little homemade 
fire hose packs they've got buckets and everything and then they're <clears> digging <throat> a trench to try and enclose the fire i don't know if logically that works no i think that makes oh, no they sense. do that in real life don't they to some extent with sort of controlled burns so that then if a fire were to spread it couldn't go past that point i, I don't know See, that's why you're here ben if you're here they'd to be tell able us to do it on the right <laughs> scale <laughs> Yeah. That is a good point, actually. That makes more sense. I was sitting there going, why are you digging a trench? Just just put it out. Mm. But clearly that's not how it works, right? Mm, well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you, you said it with confidence. Do you own that? Thing? <laughs> yeah. That's it, um, that's it. All right. <laughs> so while they're trying to manage this by, you know, digging a trench and trying to control the fire and, and putting out what they can, there is a walker attack. Mm. And um, mm. Fucking typical. Yeah, I mean... God, always happens, doesn't it? Yeah, just piss off. Go we'll, away. We've something else to deal with here. We're busy. Um, and then we get what I've described as a sweet slow-mo fight scene, mm. um, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So you've got all your major players with all their you know, their special weapons, even if one of those is a slingshot. Yeah. Um, I'm still not happy about that. I'm still not happy about that. It's not going to kill a walker. <laughs> mm. um, and so, you know, you've got, you've got Daryl, even Ezekiel, Jerry, Carol, Michonne, Aaron, Budget Rick. Budget Rick, yeah. Budget Rick, Kelly and Connie, um, who were all there trying to kind of fight off the walkers. Uh, you know, what, what, John, what did you think of, of this scene? Because slow-mo can be a bit cheesy, but I thought it worked quite well. Um, I thought there was a bit too much going on, to be honest. A bit busy. Yeah, very busy scene. Um, and again, like, uh, if we're talking about setting the scene for the series... I was kind of like, Jesus, man, like, slow this down. What's going on mm-hmm. here? Why are they turning up? Are they in actual peril? Like, are they, are they going to kill someone here? And they didn't. And I was kind of like, well... No, but what they did do um, is uh, Carol found a whisper in the mix. Mm. So, slit the throat, blood gushing everywhere. That's not a walker, that's a person, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which... Uh, this could have been this could have ended up being like a whisper attack and i think that would have been wrong mm. i think just having one whisper in there was, was was really smart i mean ben what did you think about this scene yeah i loved it hey i th- i think that um that worked well with playing into the theme of you know fear and the the paranoia of you know mm. zombies obviously you know they're a bit of a threat but they're not really that scary anymore cuz mm. you know they've learned to deal with them but when there's the threat of oh there could be whispers in there but there could not be and we don't know it's um mm. yeah it definitely plays into it pretty well and uh, and uh, the whole thing was just um yeah shot really well the way they through the forest it looks like just a few at first and then oh crap this is a massive herd and yeah, yeah. I thought it played out alright uh, I don't know yeah, about the um, the cool slitting the throat tree. to put out to put out fire but that, <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting yeah yeah <laughs> eh, fine. Um, yeah. Then we get a really cool piece where uh, where Daryl chops down a tree that lands on a load of walkers. <laughs> mm. I mean that was that was ridiculous. Yeah, but just kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you, you you let them get away with it, don't you? Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, you kind of have that's to. That's fine. Um, so the fire's finally out. We we know that the whispers are still around in in, in whatever size and force. Uh, and Eugene is absolutely desperate to get the technology out of this satellite mm. could be useful to us so Michonne finally agrees that he can have five minutes yeah we get a ridiculous conversation with Luke um, about Calls radiation you genius you genius which good. I quite love yeah um, is he flirting mm. with him there or well he hasn't explicitly <laughs> said it so he's probably not are you but... flirting with me <laughs> are you flirting with me 
Um, Eugene being good old Eugene. Yeah. I, I want to know at this point, who's looking after the baby? Because Eugene and Rosita yeah. are there. Dante, probably. Fucking Dante. He's involved now as well. Um, <laughs> Carol and Daryl have disappeared off. <laughs> Uh, and they've gone. They've gone wandering to the top of this, you know, big kind of ravine, mm. uh, which was the old kind of where you saw the the, you the, saw the herd before, yeah, the nuclear bomb, as it was referred to. Yes, indeed. Um, and and Daryl says to Carol, "Do you, do you still want to run away together?" And she's like, "Yeah, definitely." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> I I need you here. I need you to stay." Mm. Um, he walks off. She's looking over the edge. Who pops out of the woods? Yeah, Alpha. Alpha. Mm. Um. I, she looks very smelly. I bet she stinks like a motherfucker. Yeah. They don't wash. 100% don't wash. Mm. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah. Um, at least she's bald, though. She doesn't have to wash her hair. That's true. Yeah. Um, ben, what did you think about the, the closing scene of this with Alpha coming out and, you know, smelling the fresh air and then spotting Carol and uh, looking, Samantha Morton looking a, a like, dastardliness? Mm. Yeah, it was, it was good. Did you guys get the impression that it was like just a hallucination, like she wasn't actually there, or um, or did you think Ooh. she was that was real? Because that no, was I the impression was real, I got. That's like. interesting. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. It's just I, I went back and um and watched the the first wide shot, and there's nothing there, and then when it cuts back to the close up, then she's there. And mm. yeah, I don't know. It could could be either way, but that was sort of the impression mm. I got. But mm. Yeah, maybe. I just like the fact that maybe. we close out the episode with you know the, the, there's been a number of big exciting set pieces and, and issues as we'll always have. Um, and then you we sound excited it. about it anyway. And then and then we close it out with you know here is the big bad here is the one that we really need to be afraid of because mm. she has so much power and and you know so much potential control over the the fates of our our people. Mm. Um, and, and I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Um, and Samantha Morton looks terrifying, quite frankly. Yeah, she's good, man. Mm. She's good. I always thought she was going to be good. She, she's yeah. She's, she's played right for it. She's played it in a different way to uh, the comics, and I mentioned that last season. But I like her take on it. Mm, I do. Um, well, that's it, guys. That's that's the episode. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, we've got Comic Corner coming up next. Mm. <laughs> so john over to you hello um okay so do you want to ask your two questions first i do yes um so my my questions in in terms of comics so do we see anything in the comics around technology debris from space satellites falling through the atmosphere anything like that in terms of technology from space no (laughs) certainly not up to to the point that they would be at but we do get aliens right yeah, yeah, so obviously yeah. aliens arrive. No, there are no aliens. <laughs> so, no, so the whole spaceship thing kind of took me by surprise. Um, I was really intrigued as to as to what they were going to do with that. So a disappointing no there. Oh, that's There's a shame. nothing in the comics that refers to a spaceship falling into Oceanside. Well, mm. that is a shame. Mm. But well done, well done, Kangas. Uh, ben, actually, just, just asking this, have you, have you read the comics? No, no, I haven't. I I tried um some of the the first few a little while ago, but yeah, never really got into them. Um, yeah, yeah, didn't do it for me. But I've I've got a rough idea from you know YouTube videos and stuff of at least yeah. some of the key events that play out. But um, yeah, no, I haven't read them. Fair. 
Nice. Well, actually, before we go any further, uh, mm. to spoiler warning, if you don't want to know anything about the comics, then switch forward a few minutes because uh, we are I'll about just to just switch off about. now, to just be honest, off. if you... Nothing you're going to miss. <laughs> yeah. um, so my, my other my other question was um, the the whole idea of the borders with the Whisperers. That, that's in the comics, right? Correct. Um, and do we get similar kinds of scenarios without too much detail? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. But they're... I guess the the obviously the fair in the mm-hmm. comics um, has obviously decimated much like it has in the in the show. It's kind of decimated the the feel good of everything. Mm. Um, but there is still this kind of resentment um, where everyone wants. I mean, it's Rick at this point, obviously leading everyone. Everyone wants him to fight. Everyone wants him to go after the Whisperers. Yeah, um, and he's very much a no. You know, we can't we can't break the uh, the borders and blah blah blah. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the show. And and, and as I've said earlier, um, there is nothing in the comics that hints to um, someone in their group pretending to be whisperers and setting up a war. Mm. But I do feel like that that could be something that is is happening in the show. Yeah, and I think that'd be quite interesting mm. actually. Um, ben, do you have any questions for for Comic Corner? Uh, Dante, what's what's the deal with him? Yeah, so I'll um, so I guess there were two major things from the comics that kind of play out in this episode. Um, so Dante, uh, I've always kind of looked at him as like, um, he's like a younger Daryl, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, he's quite mm. cool. He is very cocky. He's quite arrogant. Um. But he is basically Maggie's love interest um, at oh. Hilltop. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So yeah, so he's all over Maggie. Not, she not has... trying to snog Sadiq then. No, no absolutely <laughs> not. Um, and uh, again, okay, he's arrogant, he's cocky, but at no point does he come across like this fucking weirdo creep doctor guy. God, he's a god. God, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, so that that is baffling, to be honest, but. Uh, he is a big character in the comics, um, so I'd be interested to see kind of how long he sticks around for, and whether or not he'll mm. he'll be in the show for when Maggie comes back. Interesting, John. Oh. What's the other? What's the other one that plays out? The only other one, I guess, is um, so the whole uh, boat thing with Ezekiel does happen. Oh, really? Um, but obviously, it's not Carol; it's Michonne. So Michonne's the one that's. Oh, of Michonne course. is basically Carol's character at the moment, like very withdrawn, mm. um, goes off on the boat because she doesn't want anything to do with anyone anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's broken up with Ezekiel. So yeah, he's there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, pining. But that whole boat thing happens before the heads on spikes thing. Oh. So, so the timelines are all over the place, but oh, That's yeah. really interesting. So it does happen. Mm. Nice. Yeah, because obviously Carol is dead at this point in the comic yes, books. because she fell in love with a walker. Mm. Yes. Yeah. She's sexy. got a face bitten off by a walker she was trying to kiss. Sexy Weird. walker time. Yeah. Good God. So that's it. That, that's that's it, really, for Comic Corner. Not oh, much. Thanks, John. Actually, both of those things, very interesting. Mm. Well, I um, hope so. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, exactly. What is the point? <laughs>
so that's pretty much it from us this week um it's been an awesome episode with our, our special guest ben um thank yeah, you cheers mate thanks for joining us all the way oh, from, no, from thanks down for under having me. Ah, you're welcome. It's uh, it's fun to do it with somebody different with different opinions. Um, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's awesome. Good. Um, so guys, we will be back every week now doing the Walking Dead. Uh, we will be releasing pretty much the same night as uh the episode launches here in the UK. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything else that we do, uh, you can follow us on all of our social channels. Uh, if you missed that in the advert, skippers, uh, then here they are again. <laughs> it's at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter, Fan underscore Critical on Instagram, Fan Critical on Facebook. And if you want to send us an email with any feedback, you can do that, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Mm. Uh, if you do want to make like Ben and support us via Patreon, you certainly can do that too. Patreon.com forward slash fan critical. You could even become a guest on a podcast of your choice. Mm. Maybe even The Walking Dead. Maybe. Uh, but for now, it's, uh, it's time to say thank you and goodbye. Uh, so thank you, Ben, for joining us from uh, all the way in Australia. My pleasure. Thanks so much. You're most welcome. And thank you, John, for all your hard work on Comic Corner. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't very hard. Didn't even do any research. Just all <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, and I've been Emma, your host. It's been a great episode, guys. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya.